listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here's your host, editor and chief of DailyTurismo.com, Vince, and co-founder, Chris. Bonjour and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show. Broadcasting from scenic Gardena, California, home of the world's first and only stationary roller coaster, and the best place to buy a set of discounted one-way train tickets. So uh, we have a fantastic show for you today. You can hear how excited everyone is. We have uh, a special guest in the studio, uh, actually two guests. Uh, we'll have our 10-second car reviews, our technology corner, questions from the audience. Um, and we're getting into the mood with a little background music right now. Um, it's, a, it's a great show. Um, but let me introduce some of the other guys in the studio with me today. First, I've got Seaflow, uh, who rode in here on a swamp boat. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> and I'm not, not going to argue with that. <laughs> it's always fun. Uh, next is producer Ben, who's wearing a kilt today to celebrate the 752nd anniversary of the Battle of Lergs, where the Scots uh, defeated an invading Norwegian army. True story today. The Battle of Lergs. 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 <laughs> and finally, we've got a guest star in the studio, um, a self-described average guy, uh, crawfish lover, and accordion player. Good guy. Uh, Dr. J. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. And uh, Dr. J uh, brought along, it's, uh, it's, it's Take Your Child to um, the Studio Day today <laughs> on the Belly Children Radio Show. He brought along his son, uh, Dr. J Jr. Hello. Excellent. Um, so, uh, we'll get Great right into it. Great to have you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. And uh, the first question is uh, for you, Dr. J. Uh, have you ever been arrested in the middle of the night while wearing a bunny suit? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go right to that one. Okay. As a well, matter of fact, is, I have. This is a standard question for every guest, every guest on the radio show. Ask this. As yeah. a matter of fact, I have. Four in the morning. Around the Koi Bay up in uh, New York. It uh, was uh, doing what we call night lighting. It's where you put on a, uh, a full suit. It, uh, it's called a bunny suit. They use them in uh, clean rooms. And it covers your body entirely. You take a sheet from a hotel or somewhere hang it over a bush, and then put a fluorescent light in front of it. And you usually do it in the middle of the night, on a new moon where it's completely dark. Every insect uh, within miles will come and visit you. I was looking for an I.O. moth that night, and I found it. You found the moth. I was just about to ask, why would you ever do that? And then, okay. So, so, you're so I'm an avid insect collector, oh, okay. amongst right. other things. But um, So I was looking for an I.O. moth, moth okay. out there around the Corbet. That's right off of the uh, Lake Erie. Up in uh, upstate New York. You know, you should have just driven through that whole section and then just looked on your windshield. You would have found it. <laughs> <laughs> just pasted it back together. I, I have found quite a few specimen off radiators, but uh, <laughs> that works quite well. So, so why did you get arrested for doing that? Well, I had I had kind of a uh, plan doing this for uh, several days. I was in Rochester, New York, uh, doing some work. And okay. I was looking for a good spot because I knew it was going to be a new moon, and I went down by a park. Yeah. But when I went back out in the middle of the night, I got lost, I made a wrong turn, and I wound up in someone's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so dark outside, I had no idea I was within 10 feet of this guy's house. <laughs> so here's a black guy out in the middle of the, the woods yeah. wearing this white bunny suit and a white <laughs> sheet and a light, big light covered with insects, you know, and the cops... <laughs> They called the cops, he snuck up behind me and uh, tapped on my shoulder. I turned around and looked, and he's down on one knee with his revolver. Oh. He goes, what the are you doing? <laughs> Collecting insects, what? <laughs> what does it look like? In I'm this guy's this. backyard? No, I'm in the park. 
and he shines the light to the left, and the house is right there. I didn't even see it. I, I'm surprised I didn't hit it driving in. So, so uh, yeah, they, so, uh, not, but not a buddy suit with ears. I was picturing something like no, the no, ears no. We just we referred a clean to them suit. As, it was a clean suit. They and, just and this was just a hobby. Like, this you weren't doing this. You weren't paid to do this. It's just a hobby. Just a hobby. Yep. Yeah. Been doing it since. Uh, Seventh grade in uh, school, middle so school. Have you ever collected a uh, uh, moth like the uh, the one they used in uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. I, I rose. I, I I bred some of those at home oh. before. So okay. So wow. we don't want to mess with this guy. In other words. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have a basement, so it's okay. okay. All right. <laughs> uh, just check for Keani in his, uh, his liquor cabinet. Right? Yeah, I'm having a friend idea. over yeah. for dinner. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, uh, Dr. J, uh, cars. Uh, let's talk about your your first car. What was your first car? It was a '69 uh, Chevy Impala. Mm-hmm. It was uh, avocado green of all colors. Wow, that's uh, that's. You know, there's not enough green cars these days. Yeah, this one was pretty ugly. They need to bring back avocado. Oh, it wasn't green. the bright green like the inside. It was the dark green like yeah. the... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we <laughs> I, I have the mental image of it. Yeah, <laughs> now, for sure. Now, Very uh, large and attractive. <laughs> and and so, so you bought this with your own money, and this is your car, and you drove it around? Oh, no, no, no. My father bought this car new in 69. He gave it to me about three, three years later. Well, it was probably a little bit longer than that, but... Uh, after he had run into a few telephone poles and other cars, <laughs> had it had dents on every 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 panel. Uh, it was had a lot of engine trouble, a lot of transmission trouble. Okay, now now Jay Junior, I gotta ask you this: Has your dad given you any cars? Absolutely not. <laughs> no cars. So no no sixty nine Impalas. No, but I've been actually looking at a sixty four uh, sixty four Impala. It's a sky blue sixty four Impala on. Anza Boulevard. I've passed about it every day. That's a six nice foe, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not going to happen. No. <laughs> Not going to happen. Maybe, right. maybe your dad might give you like a, a really horrible Mazda from like the 2000s. <laughs> most likely. Most you know, likely. I got a 92 stands in my driveway with his name all over it. <laughs> my dad gave me a 66 Beetle when oh, I was great. 15. I still have it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a great little car. I mean, technically it's terrible, but you know, in my mind it's great. So, okay. <laughs> and it's great that I got it from my dad. So, so now was this was this in in Los Angeles that you were driving this Impala around? Oh yeah, up and down the streets of LA. By then we had moved up to Ladera Heights, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the car. It could fit eight people in that car, not including when we would go to the Sentinel Drive-in. I'd throw a couple of buddies in the trunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Against their will? Or? <laughs> uh, oh, no. no their oh, dates were, their okay. dates were in the car with me. Oh, okay. They got in the trunk so they could get in for free. Oh, that's, that's nice of you. <laughs> um, and so did this car have a name or anything? Or was just like, uh, uh, I, I called it Seymour because uh, I had seen more out of the windows of that car than anywhere else. We drove it down to New Orleans twice, uh, a couple other places, San Diego to the zoo, up to San Francisco. Uh, I had a lot, of, a lot of miles on that car. Real cruiser, oh yeah, yeah. And so, and so the the, the time in you, you heard the you heard our background music. Um, the uh, the 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 time in in New Orleans. What was uh what was that like? Is it you have family down there? Is it? Yeah, yeah. My mother and father are both from Louisiana. They met in New Orleans at uh, Dookie Chase Restaurant. Um, oh wow! And I still have lots of family down there. I, I spent a little bit of time in, in uh, Baton Rouge myself as a kid growing up, and uh, it's a it's a different uh, it's a different world down there. 
Completely, completely. Uh, it's an uh, air-conditioned world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're lucky. <laughs> is there a lot of car culture in New Orleans? Is it? Oh, uh, there is, but there? the cars don't last very long. Uh, you know, they're below the sea level, the city itself, and with all the potholes and yeah. horrible streets, you know, you tear up a lot of cars. A lot of, lot of suspension issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was too young about to... hot dog carts? Do those dog work well? Yes. In New Orleans? <laughs> Not at all. No? <laughs> no, they set up little propane tanks oh, and they okay. boil peanuts and uh, crawfish. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Good good eating. That That's I, one thing yes. about about uh, Louisiana is that you, you're... Uh, you're not going to beat hungry, the food. Right? No, <laughs> no, no. Crawfish etouffee. Always a step away from food. Yeah, yeah. You you can't get away from that there, which, which is good, which is a good thing. Um so Seymour uh did you learn a lot about cars working on Seymour? Yeah, yeah, I have one cousin, uh, he passed away. His name was Bob, but uh, he's the one that really started me working on cars and it was with Seymour because when my father gave it to me, the car was in such bad shape. I had to put everything back together and 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 Bob Bob kind of taught me most of it with that one car. That was the start. And uh you you, uh, you mentioned something to me uh before the show about a tr- transmission fluid you you got familiar with that <laughs> oh yeah very much so so there's a my father only ran clear water inside of the engine of course everything rusted out including <laughs> the, the freeze plugs and with my luck it was the it was the two between the uh block and the transmission under the bell housing so now so i have a question why did he run only clear water in it I, you know what those uh, those impalas were notoriously horrible water pumps and it would uh, have that wheat plug on the uh on the shaft and it would just drain out and he was you know constantly pouring more water in it and oh, one of those yeah yeah he would, instead of stopping and getting uh antifreeze he would just put water in yeah it. you could use a hose yeah. right yeah. <laughs> that's right it was free if you got if you got a bad leak you got to fill it up because, with something right yeah. because i had a car that ran a little bit hot and water cools better than water and coolant together so i used to just run water just from a uh yeah. sake of cooling but no that was a water pump issue with that one so with the transmission, uh, we're trying to uh, change out the freeze plugs. You know, you have to back off the transmission. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was this little thing in there called a torque converter. Which <laughs> so we broke all the all the lugs on the bottom of the uh, on pan. On a 60s GM car, those aren't little. No, no, not <laughs> at all. So we broke all the all the pans, drained a little bit of transmission fluid from out of the transmission, hit all of the bolts on the bell housing. I was underneath it, grabbing the bottom of the uh, transmission, trying to back it off. He was up on top, breaking all the bolts, and it finally gave loose. And uh, when it backed off a little, the torque converter slipped off of the shaft. Mm-hmm. Didn't fall, but it got wedged between the bell housing and the, uh, the uh, engine itself there and just unloaded all of this transmission fluid on <laughs> of course i'm holding the transmission on the on the jack so that it wouldn't fall over and crush yeah. me so there was nowhere to go it oh, just had to clunk <laughs> clunk all this fluid <laughs> that that's called a, a gearhead baptism yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were saved oh yeah atf is a really good like skin conditioner that's what i've heard <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cheap too <laughs> yeah. oh, so I'm sure you were pulling that out of your ear for weeks after that. Uh, at least. Did it taste good? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> because it always what? smells sweet, right? Uh, no, it did not taste very good at all. Not so, at all. So we heard some uh, about your first car, Dr. J, but uh, 
Do you have a favorite car that you'd like to tell us about? Uh, 914 Porsche. Ah, okay. As a matter of fact, <laughs> this weekend, I'm, I'm hoping to get out and take a look at one, a 74. A friend of mine has one. He's had it for years, and he doesn't want it. Yeah? So I may be taking it off his hands here real, nice. real soon. 74 is smog exam, too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No <laughs> cats on there. Yeah. Wh- which engine? Because I think it's got a couple options by that year. Uh, it's the four-cylinder. I think it's a 2.7. Um, or the because it was like a one seven or a one eight or two point oh right? I think they had a two point oh. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a one seven, <laughs> not two two seven. Yeah, it's too big. You're right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just asking because there's different um they different ratings and and some of them are more, more desirable than others, but there's a um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm pushing uh, up my imaginary glasses on my nose. As well, I make no, fun I'm of just I'm, I'm I'm just asking for sidetracking us into. Into boringness. I should have yawned like uh, KBZ did. <laughs> I like how the tech guy is, is, is giving you crap about being technical. <laughs> well, I, I, I've got our, our listeners in mind that may not be as technically minded as, as uh, Vince and I. Well, I was going to yeah. start talking about the, the float valve and the carburetor. No, no, no. no. Stop. I, I don't no like carburetors. I don't like carburetors. So <laughs> this this one that. doesn't have the carburetor. This had the uh, injection. Fuel oh, injection. Cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep it around. Yeah. So when you get it, just uh, give us a give us a call because that, yeah. that's a good thing. Um. Tell us, uh, Mazda Miata. Oh God! What? What do you? <laughs> what about a, the Miata? Your favorite is that car? Your fa- well, it's your other a, favorite car? Uh, it's not a favorite car though. <laughs> Mostly because I read in either Motor Trend or Car and Driver that the first version of the Miata came out. The Japanese engineers decided they wanted to do an experiment, and they hired a bunch of new engineers right out of school and let them design it. So the first Miata, to my knowledge, the first Miata engineering was all done by neophytes. They, they did they made all of the worst mistakes that i know of that working on cars i mean it was just uh very very mazdas in general in my opinion are just very tough to work on there they just do bass awkward things <laughs> that's because you have that 626 though right <laughs> I mean, that thing <laughs> and the Miatas wor- are very simple in comparison though that's the thing uh i don't know i i'm a fan of them i drove one on the track for the first time recently and i can I was kind of tired of every, you know, all the hype, the overhype of Miatas. Everybody always talks about how great they are, but there's a reason. I mean, they drive really well in in uh, you know a sporty setting like a like a racetrack. Right. A, a modified but, one though. That yeah, was not yeah. very not very modified. It was pretty much stock. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It was fun. I don't know. I won't we could agree to disagree. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Um, so you know the 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 six two six. So you have one of those, couple of those. What's your? I'm uh, on my second one now, and it's. Why would you get another one? <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the question. That's a it's a very hard hard uh, answer for that one. <laughs> I actually bought it for my daughter, who I'm kind of living by my father's rules that you don't give a kid a new car, you give them an older car, and one it's yeah. going to be reliable, but we know it's going to have some issues, and they kind of break it in they figure it out they run into bumpers and poles yeah but not with a new car yeah sure but this one was just so horrible and then she went to school at unlv in vegas mm. and it just wasn't working out so we bought her a toyota a little more reliable still an older car and i got the mazda and i just never got rid of it and oh, just keep throwing bad money after it yeah somebody gave me a, a, a 2002 mazda 626 yeah. uh, not too long ago <laughs> and um it's the only uh, f- car I've ever gotten as a free car that I lost money on when I sold yeah. it. 
and it was because I had to replace this catalyst. And you had and it for cats. way too long, too. Yeah, I should have just like the, the day I got it, I should have just put it for sale on Craigslist for yeah, three hundred dollars. But I had there was five hundred dollars of back DMV freeze on it, and yeah. then like a fifteen hundred dollars one side catalyst in the V six. Uh, you know what? I have I have, uh, I have issues with the one that I have now with the forward the forward bank cat yep, that's got to yep. come it's got to come out and if they want like eight hundred dollars for it. The eight hundred dollars is a good deal because I'm telling <laughs> you, I was not impressed with the cost and yeah the, the the car drives fine right. It's a perfectly good car. It you know turn the key and it starts and you drive it around. It's not exciting, but yeah, have you ever tried to replace the rotors on the front on one of those things? Yeah, it's front wheel drive transmission is locked in. You have to pull all of the shafts and everything to get the rotor off to be able to turn it. Wow. Mazda themselves have created this device where you turn the rotors while they're still on the uh, car. Oh, I've seen those, <laughs> yeah. A lot of shops have those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, only for Mazdas. <laughs> well, we got a, we got a couple minutes here before we have to go to the break, but it, is there anything, uh, Dr. J, that's not car-related that you think our ent- our viewers, not viewers, listeners might be interested <laughs> Like Like food. What are, what are you into besides cars? Uh, well... I cook. I uh, taught my daughters to cook. Um, uh, I self-proclaimed French pastry chef. Uh, ah. I'll uh, have to someday maybe bring you some. Uh, we can do better than that. <laughs> I was going to say. Come on, man. <laughs> I should have brought something bring, over. Yeah, bring know. some refreshments next time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the insects, about it. What about Cajun cooking? I do a lot of Cajun cooking. I uh, well, You should have been around for my daughter's graduation. We had boiled crab, crawfish, shrimp. Did it in a big pot in the backyard. Nice. Yeah, we had live, and we brought everything in live, so they were crawling around in the backyard. They came in live, and they went out dead. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, those, those mud bugs, man. <laughs> so I have one daughter plays the piano. <laughs> my son's on the drums. I have my squeeze box. I got another daughter on the violin. Nice. We get out in the backyard, play a little zydeco music. Uh, to come it's on by. Band. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like fun. Uh, you know, um, you have any uh, questions for, uh, for 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 me or Chris? Um. Yeah. Have you uh, had any anything crazy to eat lately? Uh, lately, no. But um, you know, the craziest thing I've ever eaten. Uh, it's got to be the uh, eels in Shanghai. Nobody wanted to hear Vince's eel story, so we won't whoa, talk whoa, about I that. I had anymore. a whole long story. You cut it out of the show. Yeah, it was and terrible. That, that never happens. Yeah, here. it was boring and not funny. So <laughs> we're not going to talk about. <laughs> never that Never happens to the DT Nostra DT Amos. Not, no, we won't even talk about that we're not either. Talk about that. Um, okay, so now we're actually going to do something we like to call Technology Corner, which is where Vince and I geek out about something technological. And now it's time for Technology Corner. 
So it's actually not just Vince and I geeking out. We still got Dr. J and his son, Dr. J Jr. And today on Technology Corner, we're going to be talking about compression ignition versus spark ignition for dummies. So in other words, we're talking about diesel engines versus gas engines. If you want, well, why didn't you say that in the first place? Uh, because um, <laughs> I didn't write the uh, the show notes there, uh, editor in chief. You don't need to tell people that. Come on. Uh, yeah, Vince and I are both uh, mechanical engineers, so we we tend to get technical. Um, but yeah, technically, it's not a diesel engine; it's a compression ignition engine because it can run diesel fuel, it can run natural gas, it can run methane, propane, etc. But just to break it down, very waste, simply, waste waste cooking oil, waste waste vegetable oil, biodiesel. There's so many different, so many options. Um, anyway, compression ignition, in short, is an engine that has no spark plugs, and it the fuel is ignited by virtue of high compression, the piston uh, um, compressing the air and fuel mixture. In the cylinder so well that it just spontaneously combusts, and that's compression ignition the, in the, a nutshell. The, there's also well, there's also a factor of the speed of the fuel droplets uh, coming from the injector. So the injectors operate very high pressure. Yeah, no, I'm that not helps to it. I, I'm just talking about a very uh, very I'm just, basic. I'm just adding some geekiness yeah, to this. Uh, very basic definition of compression ignition, and contrasting that with spark ignition, which is your average gasoline engine. It's got spark plugs. There's it's a four-stroke auto cycle or a two-stroke engine either one um there's two stroke compression diesel engines as well uh we won't get into that (laughs) but uh uh anyway so there's there's pros and cons of each um right and one of the things i wanted to mention is that so in a uh gasoline engine or even a natural gas engine if you have a port injected natural natural gas engine the the flame front starts at the spark plug and then it burns um throughout the combustion chamber um, through this mixture of fuel and air while the diesel it's actually burning as the diesel gets injected right and so that's why when you hear that clackety clack noise that diesels are making that's because the yeah. the combustion is happening exactly when that fuel gets injected as into soon the as that fuel gets yeah. squirted into the combustion chamber it's starting to ignite right and, and it it's very hot it causes yeah. a lot of knocks which brings us to it causes emissions issues uh, we won't talk about we won't that talk about Volkswagen time. no <laughs> <laughs> um so, Dr. J, have you ever owned a diesel engine? Never, never. No? Have you driven a diesel vehicle? Driven one, yes. A Mercedes. But, uh, uh, Vincent and I know, have, have had those. My first automobile was a diesel Mercedes. Classic. And and what what about the diesel Mercedes drew you to it, Vince? Uh, it was one of my, my dad's it cars. He just gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, it was free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I was going to say that one of the big virtues of a, of a diesel or compression ignition engine is is fuel economy. And yeah, you're using a heavier fuel, um, but a lot of the time you're going to get a larger range, longer, bigger range, in other words, uh, from your, your tank of fuel, right? So you're going to be able to drive for a lot longer on one tank uh, with the average diesel engine versus a gas engine. That's That's one, you know, very broad sure. and, and and they also they also stink a little bit they stink a little bit you they make some noise the but there's been a lot of advances in the in the past uh you know few decades with uh controlling the diesel injection and how many times they inject fuel and when they do it exactly bef- yeah. they do it before top dead center a little bit after there's all these different strategies but um the, the, the pre-chamber it, it's supposed to make the diesel 
injection quieter. Yeah, but those diesel Mercedes, uh, they had the pre-chamber, and they were noisy. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, I'll see an old lady driving one of those, and it's, like, perfect, uh-huh. and it's, you know, you could, she's kept it in the garage, she bought it new, and it's quiet, and it doesn't smoke, and it's like, oh, that's what those are supposed to sound like. Right. But that's, like, 1% uh, or less of diesel Mercedes you see driving around L.A. these days. Um, and we're talking about the old ones, the 80s, the 80s cars, uh, for anybody listening. Um but let's uh, let's take it back to compression versus spark. So, Vince, what is what is the major uh, difference in combustion? Well, okay, so you know the the technical aspects of this, you know, laminar flame front versus a, a droplet um, vaporizing and then combusting. Um, the big difference in the driving experience is where the torque and the power happens. Right on a, a diesel engine, the um, uh, the combustion event. As your engine RPM goes up, it actually doesn't speed up at the rate at which combustion happens. Yeah, it's um, fixed. It's at a fixed yeah, rate. Yeah, it's a fixed rate. So as your engine speed goes up, the ability to harness power the, from the power stroke actually diminishes. Because you're you're trying to cram the same exact event in the into a smaller amount of time. In other words, correct. As so, the so that's why up. that's why diesels as the as you go up above five thousand RPM on an average diesel engine, it you, you don't make power anymore. Right. You, you can't you don't have enough time to do it. You're limited by the the length of the stroke and you know the physical design of the engine. Correct. Right. Uh, I, I think our producer he just fell asleep. Ben, are you okay over there? Did you fall down? <laughs> Doc, Dr. J, you still with us? I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Well, yeah, right. We can. We have a tendency to get to get overly technical sometimes. But this is but the technology corner. We even that, have like an intro is, music. Yeah, that that is the session that or the uh, section that we're doing. Anyway, um, so we're done with that. Time. To what I wanted. To, what I wanted oh, to say before we finish is is uh, you know if you want to sum it up. Uh, compression ignition happens at constant pressure and spark ignition happens at constant volume. So if you want to think back to your chemistry class and your thermodynamics class, if you ever took one, um, that's the difference. So I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) On that bombshell. Uh, (laughs) Just just think about that. (laughs) That was perfect. You know what? Because uh, when it comes to things happening quickly, <laughs> uh, like a combustion events, we're going to move on to our 10 second car review. Oh, that's right. That's a lot more interesting for uh, our guests and for our viewers or listeners. I think I keep saying viewers like we're a TV show, but nobody's watching us. Um, <laughs> There's always someone watching. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Big brothers watching. So 10 second car reviews uh, for, for people new to the show or for uh, our guests new to the show. Uh, it's a rapid, rapid fire, 10 second review of a car. We're going to give you the car name, Dr. J will start with you. You give us a quick review of the car. Uh, we want the first thing that comes to your mind. First thing. Vince will say a car, and you'll just say your immediate reaction. And then usually yeah. I'll, turn, Unfiltered. I'll Unfiltered. turn it over to C-Flow, see what his opinion is, uh, because I like to get some additional input. And then Dr. J Jr. is going to also come in every once in a while. I'm going to point to him on certain cars, because I, I, I need some additional insight. We, so We want a uh, you know a, a modern, uh, young perspective on yeah. certain cars. Yeah, yeah. M- a millennial, so to speak. Yeah. You probably were born in the in the, in the 20th first century here uh 2000 yeah wow okay jeez yeah okay i feel you make me feel old millennials millennials <laughs> are the people who graduated high school in 2000 oh boy okay that's All what right. a millennial is so then for vince is what is this next generation know what, that what is. is it called what is your generation called <laughs> i have absolutely no idea <laughs> <laughs> i think the i don't know generation we just coined it guys <laughs> right here IDK. They, they, they have yet to define themselves yet, I, uh, idk yeah. rhymes with zydeco kind of so yeah, there we go there you go <laughs> Okay. All right. First car. Let's get right to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a softball at you just to get you in the spirit of the game. Chevrolet Impala. Oh, uh, glass house, cruise. 
cruise. I like that. That's good. Short, <laughs> sweet. House. Nice. Sea flow. Impala? Yeah. I, I just think about all the uh, the people from the Midwest who say Impala. <laughs> Impala. <laughs> yes. <I'm> like, no. <laughs> now, it's, okay, so GM is based in the Midwest, and the people who named the car probably say it that way, but I can't get that out of my head whenever I see an Impala or hear someone talk about it. Anyway. Okay. I like I like uh, certain generations of the Impala as well. I've never had one, but oh, I'm man. sure it's a great cruiser. My dad had a 63, a uh, chop top nice. cruiser. It was really, really nice. <laughs> I don't like the new front wheel drive Impalas, though. Oh, no. Don't, no, no. don't bother with those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next car, Datsun 240Z. Oh. Original Z car. Uh, I drove a 280 up uh, Highway uh, 1 all the way to Frisco. It was a great drive. 240 is a nice car too. Right, had a good suspension. It was, I think it was the first time I experienced a uh, rack and pinion. Oh, All right, Chris. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty, okay. it's a pretty car. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> uh, all right, next car, Chevrolet Corvette. Me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're the guest. Yeah. yeah, my brother has one. Very fast. Uh, the uh, traction control works quite well. When you turn it off, you can burn up a lot of tire really quick. <laughs> uh, uh, Corvette C7 Corvette? is where it's at. C7. Okay. That's that what says here. What about Dr. J Jr.? Yeah, J Jr. You got first. When you put your foot on the gas, you'll instantly have a smile on your face. All right. That's that's yeah good. That should be their tagline. <laughs> the marketing tagline. Uh, next car is a uh, original, the '67 Mercury Cougar. Oh god, <laughs> is that a good thing? Uh, yeah. Reaction? I don't know. know. Raquel Welch Cougar, you know. <laughs> yeah, Vince is fond of making that connection. I don't as know well. what you're talking about. It. <laughs> I think I, the term Cougar came from the uh, preying on the young. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> and that car was definitely uh, popular. Uh, I don't know about the modern one, but the 70s, 80s, that was a very popular car for the younger younger generation class. So so if you were a Cougar, you, you were driving one? Or no, if, if you were a Cougar, you wanted... You it, wanted to get with the guy who was driving on. Exactly. Right? There you go. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's really cougar, so it's, cougar bait. Yeah. It was okay. a, <laughs> it was a, it was a message to all the cougars out there. Like, <laughs> whoever's driving this car, this is who you should be interested in. Right? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We'll go to the next car. Volks, <laughs> Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, uh, you know, uh, my brother had one wonderful car to work on to learn. It's a lot of room in there. You're not tight. You're not constricted by a lot of expensive parts. Uh, <laughs> came apart and goes back together. Quite simple. It was a. Uh, it's a, still a very good car. We're gonna skip C flow. We'll go right to Jay, Jay Junior. <laughs> Give us a Volkswagen Beetle. What's your two two words on that? What's your sentence? Uh, not much. I haven't driven it, but it's a cool car to look at if you paint it right, give it the right rims. So yeah. There you go. All right. I like that. All right. Uh, I agree. Even though Vince didn't ask me. I agree with that. <laughs> we didn't I want Seaflow's opinion on the Beetle. He, he yeah, has I'm one. Biased. He likes it. So we're going to keep moving. Ferrari Testarossa. Uh, we got to go to Jay Jr. here. Okay, Jay Jr., go. Uh, I'm, I have a bias towards Italian supercars. Testarossa is probably one of my favorites. So, yeah. So you're, you're going to get a couple when you when you get rich and you're going to buy one for your old man as well? Yep. One for me, one for my one for my dad. One for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be Crockett. He'll be Tubbs. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good. All right. Uh, next one is a jet-powered swamp boat 
for Los Angeles commuting. <laughs> well, we got to wait for the Godzilla El Nino first. <laughs> yeah, yes. that would be perfect. Yeah, that would be perfect along the 405 up on the banks. You know. <laughs> yeah, we're su- we're supposedly going to have a huge wet winter coming up here now. So that's what they think, say. But you know, well, it's possible. It's it's a, the old joke about uh, you know the, the guy who's going to uh, he's going to create a car that that runs on water, and yeah. now in L.A. we say. No, no, I'm going to create a car that runs on gasoline. Yeah. You know, water's too expensive. Cheap. <laughs> Actually, for a long time, gasoline has been cheaper than water per, per gallon. If you go to the grocery, grocery store, store yeah, and you buy sure. water, that is more expensive than gasoline per it's gallon. True. true. All right, next car. Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser station wagon. Oh, I have a scar on my leg from a station wagon. Uh, that uh, one He just showed the- it to us, I'd like to point out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, He's taking a cue from producer Ben's like pantless look here. That was for the viewing audience. Uh. <laughs> the non-existent viewers. We're going to take a picture of that and Instagram it later. Yeah. Uh, How did you get that scar? What, uh, what happened? Uh, the back door... Uh, I don't know tailgate. how you, the, the tailgate swung down and caught me. I was uh, standing next to it. And there was no shock absorbers no. or any way to slow it down. So you pop the latch and it would just fall and it caught me on a leg. And those things weighed like 500 pounds. Exactly. Just the tailgate, <laughs> and right? it cut right through me. I think I had like four or five stitches from Ouch. that. Did that have a, the, the tailgate that goes both ways? It goes down or sideways? No, not this one. It's no. just flat. Okay. And the, the glass just would... flat down into your leg. The yeah. glass would uh would retract inside the door. Oh, yeah. It was that one. Well, the, the crank on the inside, the right. little chrome one that would... Yeah. I never really understood those because if, if that doesn't work, then you're left with this big piece of glass just sticking out while you're trying to load your stuff. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of a dumb design. <laughs> yes. It's like uh, on the Roadmaster, right? The, right. the glass yep. hinges up as a separate piece, right? That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you still have a tailgate that comes yeah. down. That's the right way to do it. It sort of acts as a wing if you if you open it up while you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. All you car manufacturers, take note. Use the Buick Roadmaster as your. It's as a baseline. It's a baseline station wagon. Uh, as it's your, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Benchmark. There Benchmark. Go. There Sorry. you go. Okay. Go. I had a brain fail there. All right. Last car. We're gonna we're going back to you, uh, Doctor J. Uh, a Ford Mustang. Oh, I tore one of those up in the mid seventies. With my <laughs> torn uh, up, like when when you were driving it, or well, it was parked. I was pulling in a parking lot. The Impala I told you about earlier had a uh, busted um, motor mount, yeah. and if you tapped on the accelerator the right way, the engine would raise up, and the linkage for the carburetor would latch onto the intake manifold and open wide up. I was pulling into Andy's Pizza on uh, Sentinella and Beach, and that's exactly what happened. I had about five feet to go, and I tapped on the accelerator, and it lunged, paused, and then took off. I hit <laughs> I hit this uh, Mach 1, Mach 2 Mustang and just ripped all the panels <laughs> off the side of it. <laughs> and I didn't stop, not because I was trying to get away, but the linkage was still stop. caught. I couldn't you, stop, you so I just going. kept on going. I drove it home. I parked it, and I didn't drive it for about two weeks. <laughs> Waiting for the knock on the door. Hey, do you own a little green Impala <laughs> with orange so, sh- scratches on yeah. it? So was that the Mustang that had like all those like plastic like fender flares on right, the sides right. and stuff? Yeah, the riveted on um, yeah. panels. That's the one. And and so this happened last week. I mean, how, how no, old no. were you? <laughs> I was I was uh, sixteen. I just got my license. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, I was right. like seventy seven. Did you tell your dad about this or? Uh, before now, I don't think I told anyone about <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> 
take solace in the fact that that was a Mustang too, and nobody cares anymore because that was a terrible car, right? Yeah, yeah. Some hot no, rod. The owner, you actually did the owner a favor. You know, he came <laughs> running out from Andy's Pizza with his hands in the air. Hey, my car. Car. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some some hot rodders happy. He's got the the Mustang uh, front front rack and pinion front fill, so Mustang two in there, and someone someone took the engine. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm sure the car went to good homes. It, went, yeah. it, it lived a better life after that. Yeah, yeah. several lives. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember seeing the donator uh, sticker on the back of it. You know, how you have on the back of your driver's license. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a parched donator. I like that. That's good. I think our, I think all of our cars are are fall into that category. Yeah, they just they just fall apart when we're driving down the road. Anyway, next we have uh, something that Vince likes to call what. From we the have. website. Oh, that's right. We do have from the website. Oh, yeah. Actually, from the website is going to be after the break, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making this up. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about henna, 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 Aiko, Aiko, Andy. Look at my king all dressed in red I go, I go one day I bet you five dollars he'll kill you dead Jagamofina me Talking about henna, 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 henna I go, I go one day Jagamofina one day Jagamofina me you're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. My flag boy and your flag boy sitting by the fire. My hey, welcome back to the show. We're still in the studio here with uh, Dr. J. Uh, our next section is from the website, where we're going to highlight some of the more interesting stuff happening on the DailyTurismo.com website. Uh, I'll kick this thing, this little uh, little party off with the car of the week, um, where I'm going to highlight a car that I think is sort of my favorite or my favorite post of the week. Uh, and I like the top 10 list that uh, reader Andy came up with um, and wrote for the 2009 Wildfire. This is crazy little three-wheeled wheeler kind of automobile. Oh, yeah. And Can't really call that a car. <laughs> yeah, it was more like a glorified <laughs> motorcycle with, yeah. a, with a roof. Um, a weird van with three wheels. <laughs> yeah, and so this, this whole post... <laughs> the, yeah, for, for people who haven't seen it, that's that's a decent description i think yeah a van, a van with wheels and three and, wheels sure a couple wheels and <laughs> the the um the guy who submitted it uh andy didn't he didn't just send us the link to the car he also sent us this sort of this top 10 list where he explained the reasons why you would buy this car and one of them was uh you want to see the jaws of life being operated right in front of you <laughs> <laughs> and another one was get a have, K car, <laughs> right? You have a Hayabusa engine laying around. You want to stick it where it doesn't belong. So it, the, the whole thing goes on. Read it on the website. I, th- I thought it was a really well put together uh, uh, sort of car of the week. Yeah, and uh, it was written by a by a commenter who submitted it to us. So yeah, yeah, we're we, we always like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll slowly in, uh, bring him into the fold. Seafloor, uh, you got a car of the week for us. My car of the week, um, it's probably this uh, Ruffy, as you called it, a ah, 1971 Ruffy. BMW 2002, uh, colloquial call, colloquially called the Roundy because of the round taillights, uh, but this one was rather rough. It, it was, was hideous. Uh, hideous, 
shade of every dip, every single color. I think, you can I imagine. think our producer is having a heart it, attack yeah, or something over there. Or it, it's a 2002, aneurysm. which is the only reason why you're, you're allowed you're to talk about a BMW. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, producer Ben's wife had a, a couple 2002s, I believe. So he's letting this one fly. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this one was $900. I guess it ran and drove, but I mean, it, it looks, it looks pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> but nine hundred dollars like leprosy. Yeah, I mean you you cannot find one of these for that cheap anymore. It yeah. says somebody wrote on the windshield runs needs brakes nine hundred dollars. But, but the impressive part is that they spelled <laughs> so could, brakes correctly. Yeah, they didn't spell E A K, which right. most people when you have nine hundred dollar car, <laughs> yeah, you got brakes, you got Camaro with an E, right? You got all kinds of all kinds of good misspellings in Craigslist. You, you've got the uh, the German Volvos, like you know, yes, someone selling their their Volvo. Oh, this is a you know high quality German car. All those V6 yeah. BMWs in the 90s, all kinds of good stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I gotta tell you guys, I own the 1968 1602. Look just oh, like cool. that. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yeah. So that was the same car, but smaller engine, basically, right? I love that car. My sister gave it away, though. Uh. <coughs> I uh, <laughs> burned out one of the cylinders. I had it in my mom's garage, and I kind of neglected it, and I went uh. back for it, and she had given it away. It was just gone, huh? Gone. Did, That's sad. You didn't you didn't crash into any Mustangs with it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she didn't give it to Vince, right? <clears throat> yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. That's See, the thing, yeah. Dr. J, what, what I like about the Miata, you're talking about how you don't like the Miata. What I like about it is it kind of drives a lot like a 2002, but just kind of a newer version of it. So... We, I, that, I just want to throw that in there. You know, all right, <laughs> all right. you could still. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just, you know, those 1600s. You could not roll one of those. Yeah. No matter what, what you did, any speed, I could. But you tried. Uh, <laughs> not on purpose, okay. but you know, it just it was so heavy and it low to the ground, it would just slide around. It would not roll. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if CG, the Ma- right? Miata would do that. I don't know about the handling. Yeah, they're they're pretty forgiving like that. You all can't right. really do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. I can roll a Miata yeah. now. So, so that's the, that's your car of the week. But is, is that the car you'd buy? The two thousand two. Yeah, I think so. The oh. other one I liked uh, was the Greenbrier. You, he you he did, likes a project, man. I do like a know, project. Seriously. I can't. I can't resist the the siren song of the cheap <laughs> cheap project car. Oh, you mean it's the really car cheap? With leprosy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what problems it has. If it's really cheap, I'll buy it. <laughs> To a point, to a point. I don't know if I would actually buy that one. <laughs> like Vince with the couch. Well, I so was, I'd like to point yeah. out that in the comments, uh, Rob Siegel, who's the, the hack mechanic who, who used to wrote for BMW Roundel Magazine, right. he actually commented in the, the comments saying that he's going to buy this car with a couple other guys and try to see if they can restore it and then bring it to Monterey next year. Yeah, which is like less than a year from now. And so right. if they can pull that off, first of all, get it back east where they live. Second of all, restore it and then bring it back here in less than a year to look like a decent car uh that would that would be impressive i think yeah. they just have to throw away the entire body and just start start from scratch, yeah maybe but they'll just keep the vin plate and then you know have you guys been it. to the monterey auto show the uh which one the one the annual one up in pebble beach monterey i haven't been to the pebble beach one but the there's Concourse. the there's the laguna seca um historic races that um, same weekend yeah, so yes it is i've seen i've seen that several times i took my but. son up there about three years ago i think it was about three years ago that's a bucket list trip oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, fantastic. Definitely. yeah i've done it a few times too it's it's great absolutely highly recommended highly yep. Yeah, the, the, even the cars <laughs> you see on the way in and out of the track, just in town. It's better than your any car show you've ever yeah, been to. Just, just Absolutely. That, yeah. We took a picture in front of that one um, that, um, Ferrari that sold for more than any other um, open auction vehicle. It went for like, what is it? 
about forty million dollars, I think, to be exact. Forty million. Is that one was like GTO or something? That two fifty GTO or two seventy five so, or something? Yeah. So forty million is just above the Daily Turismo price budget. I no, think. no, no. We, we, we'll, we'll feature that. Oh, we will. Okay. Yeah, if, as long as the paint's really bad. <laughs> as long as it's a project. It's a project. Yeah. It's only twenty million. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a project car. <laughs> Uh, those people yeah. live in a different world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for my money, since I'm a cheapskate, I'm actually this week. If I was going to buy a car, uh, my pick uh, wouldn't be the the that uh, horrible wildfire thing, mm. the three wheeler. Yeah. No, to buy, I'm going to go with a, a very expensive car for my own taste. And it's the uh, about forty thousand dollars that guy is asking for that um, Bentley Mulsanne with a six hundred seventy five horsepower big block uh, supercharged Chevy engine in it. Oh yeah. So uh, this, this is the car. So it's a it's a it's a Bentley, right? And it just looks like any old Bentley, except this guy has has shoehorned in this this big block Chevy engine with a supercharger, and now he makes six hundred seventy five horsepower out of it. Now Vince, I didn't realize the guy was asking near forty grand. Oh yeah, the price is ridiculous. <laughs> That's way too much. Sure, but the concept of a just an absolute tire shredding Bentley. Oh yeah, that that <laughs> sign me up. It kind of looks like. A Mercury Marauder a little bit like the the way they blacked it out like it's given off that kind of vibe where they took the the Ford took the Crown Victoria and then they had the Mercury Marauder oh, version yeah, yeah. that was kind of the the blacked out hot rod version yeah. that's kind of what this is reminding me of except it's a Bentley with a Chevy engine so it's exactly like a Mercury Marauder except not in any way yeah, they anyway, should have done it with the Jaguar <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of small block Chevy Jaguar uh cars running around oh yeah i know <laughs> especially on craigslist i think vince puts one up like almost every day pretty much marauder <laughs> oh, yeah. no no oh, jaguar sorry. jaguar sorry yeah with a small yes. block chevy an xj yeah, those are constant the 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 v8 jaguars I, I think those out outpopulate the jaguars that still have the original inline six <laughs> <laughs> there's more small block chevy swapped xjs now yeah, than the there are original ones. question is are there more small block chevy rx7s or jaguar coupes because mm. that's a tough one in the, the world of engine swaps those rotaries just also you can't forget the the s13 nissan 240sx that's true yeah there's a million of those now it's all drift Chevy drift V8s. machines yeah yeah literally yeah, crazy one million of them i like that there were a few there were a few <laughs> key uh choice choice comments on on the 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 bentley um with one guy uh was it sean scott saying he's gonna go i'm going full chic and picking the bentley because you, you presented it as a choice between this car and a Ferrari. Yeah, right. yeah, there was this uh, Datsun uh, 240Z-based uh, Ferrari kit car um, that someone was asking a ridiculous price for as well, and that, sort of, that, that was the question of which, which people um, wanted. Uh, and uh, so with that, I'm going to hit the comment of the week, because I think that's one more important thing to do from, from the website. Um, and what I picked was a, a comment from uh, Andrew Liss, who also wrote the uh, the Wildfire Post. Um, and this was about that uh, the bipolar 1984 Maserati Biturbo. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that car, Chris, I did. It was. Uh, it was. I'll show it to uh, the doctors, Jay, over here too. Yeah. <laughs> so nice, it's that nice little red Maserati. You know. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was looking at the website. Oh, you were okay. Yeah, you, you know, th there's one. There's a Maserati Biturbo that sits on a, on a street in Redondo, not too far from where I live. And it just sits in the side yard, just forlorn. Just it's been there on the side of this guy's house, parked there for at least a decade. Sounds and, like a perfect project car. <laughs> yeah, and every time I, I go by it, I think, oh man, I should go talk to this guy. 
and, and see if I can buy it. And, you know, then the realization of my wife killing me stops me from doing that. Because your life would literally end if you made that decision. Right? But a Maserati yeah. buy turbo you could pick up for like, you know, $500. I mean, come yeah. on, you so, can't. Okay. So what was the comment of the week? Oh, sorry. Okay. So the comment of the week was um, about this, this buy turbo, which... It looked in really good shape, except for maybe a little hood damage. The hood was kind of popped up in the grill. And the grill's kind of messed up. Yeah. yeah, but other than that, the paint looks nice and the leather's nice. Um, the guy claims the engine runs good, except it needs a small tune-up. Mm. Whatever that means on a Maserati <laughs> bi-turbo is beyond me. But um, Andrew List writes, um, for real, it almost looks like it hit a small deer or bicyclist. It's also possible that a mechanic presented a repair bill to the owner of the car, who, in turn, punched the mechanic in the face. The owner then hit the mechanic with the Maserati as he was trying to crawl away. Best guess. <laughs> so, uh, Andy, that was a <laughs> comment, comment of the week for sure, and uh, we, we, we do appreciate that kind of humor on the site. Now would be the time when, when we head to listener questions, but we've run out of time today, so we, we can't do that. But if you do have questions... Uh, Please submit them on the website, either in a comment on one of the previous posts uh, about the radio show, or you can email them to dtradio at dailyturisma.com, and we will get to your questions. And if you're listening on iTunes as well, please leave us a rating and a review, because we're now on iTunes. DT Radio now is on iTunes as of this week. I know. I feel like celebrating. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It's excellent. I don't know. I don't know what iTunes is, but <laughs> we're, we're we're on there. We should we should ask our we should ask our resident youngster in the in the, in the room. Uh, I'm J Junior iTunes is that uh, something that kids listen to podcasts these days? Never heard of it. He's <laughs> <laughs> playing coy with us. All right, well we're gonna take a break, and when we get back, we'll do our final lap. This is the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio. And we're back. Time for the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio. Uh, we're going to just take a simple subject here and just kind of chat about it amongst ourselves. Uh, cross-country road trips. So, Seaflo, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. I'm come to you. Uh, cross-country road trip. What was your most sort of memorable cross-country road uh, trip? That was probably when I was in college. We I was on this team where we made this silly little super mileage vehicle we called it it was, it was a little carbon fiber car that would do like a thousand miles per gallon anyway we were in california the competition was in michigan so every year we drove out there with the, in the in the super mileage our, vehicle no we put it in the oh, back okay. of a box truck a rented <laughs> box truck and so we had you know a box truck we had a couple like old chevy suburbans and it was a great time and we'd go do our competition and regardless of how well we did or poorly we did we'd we'd have fun Afterwards, and one time we actually drove all the way to New York um, from Michigan through the Great Lakes areas, uh, all the way to New York, Staten Island. I got a ride from my friend's dad's dad uh, in his uh, Buick Grand National and an F-150 Lightning supercharged F-150. It was it was great. Nice, nice. So, Dr. J, what was your best road trip I'd, I'd have to say it was uh 1995 i rode with my family all the way down to new orleans in a uh, in a cadillac sedan deville we uh, made several stops along the way san antonio dallas uh, uh baton rouge it was a it was a great trip i'm afraid uh julian jr here wasn't born yet or mm, no he wasn't born yet <laughs> 95 i have to think about that <laughs> well maybe he could go on another one with you sometime 
Oh, we've been, been back and forth to Vegas, up to Frisco. My uh, youngest daughter's up at uh, UC um, Santa Cruz right now. We, we make that trip all the time. So yeah, yeah, that's a good one, too. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, Dr. J, thank you for joining us in the studio today. Had a great time. And thanks to Dr. J Jr. Appreciate you coming out. Also had a great time. Really fun. And uh, as always, uh, I'd like to thank producer Ben for his fantastic job over here being a producer. Oh, yeah. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, be sure to give us a great rating and review. Hey, Vince, keep on wrenching. (laughs) You stole your line. been listening to daily turismo radio you can follow the show on facebook at facebook forward slash daily turismo and on twitter at daily turismo use the hashtag dt radio 